So, Mickey, one of the things that um, people have been asking, and I've got a pad here because I think we should probably try and keep an order. Been asking for a, um, your, our mixed 11 from the years we've been there. So, we're going to come up with a, a switch of play, Hartlepool United 11. Um, see, see, I've done a few of these over the years, Simone. I always end up feeling like I've got to text people to say, I'm sorry that you're not in it. Do you know what I mean? Because like, uh, there's so many good players, but there's so many good friends that you think, oh, I, don't, I don't want to let down, you know what I mean? But we'll try our best between us. Well, I think the first task is a really tough one because I suppose we start with a goalkeeper. And yeah. Particle have been pretty spoilt with goalkeepers over the years. You know, even when looking back at the goalkeepers of our, you know, the, the likes of Jim when he came in and was player of the year, and then he was replaced by Dimmy, and then you've got Scott Flinders and Trevor Carson and people like that, you know, there's a lot of choice, isn't there? Yeah, well, uh, obviously Trevor Carson I didn't, I didn't work with and I haven't seen a lot of him, but he's gone on, he's, a, he's an, an international, isn't he? So oh, yeah. we've, got, we've got Dimmy who's an international, and then we've got Scott Flinders for me who possibly for two years was, in my eyes, the best keeper in that league. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, he, and I think his time at Hartlepool sort of faded a little bit, but for those few years, he was as good as anyone in that league. But do you know what I mean? He had everything to be a really, really good goalkeeper, and he was. Um, so I think we've got to choose between the two internationals. Yeah, I would agree. It's got to be either Dimmy or Trevor Carson. As I say, I didn't see a lot of of Trevor, I'm going to let you have final say on that. I, I think pick. I think we probably have to go with Dimmy, don't we? Because of the what what the team achieved when he was in it as well. You know, um, uh, Trevor was outstanding. I to tell you what, we forgot Scott Loach as well, who was pretty good uh, for two seasons. But yeah, I think I think we probably I would probably edge towards Dimmy, um, just because you know what a career he's he's gone. He's still going, isn't he? Same for Thornaby. Yeah, he just signed for Thornaby. Yeah. He will not give up, will he? he, was, he? <laughs> um, so Andy's been a guest on here, which helps. Yeah. Simo, I think we should just point out probably that it's in our time at Hartlepool. Is that fair to say? Yeah. That we'll so just go for players that we played with or yeah. So you can stretch, seen live. You can stretch back to '97, and I can go up to this. Is that right? right? That's perfect. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we've we just don't have to text text Brian on that's so. all. Yeah, we, well, yeah, he was only commentator during my time. I, I yeah. yeah, he can be the on the on the commentary team, can't he, Brian? <laughs> right, so we need a right back, Mickey. Jack Ross. <laughs> no, I can't go for myself, can I? I, I am gonna go for you. <laughs> how, how on earth can I sit here and say, Oh yeah, me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I honestly, I'm trying to think of a better right back than you, and without wanting to embarrass you, I tell you, he was a good right back, but he didn't play that much. Um, and I can't even remember his name. Scottish lad, Jamie McCunney. McCunney, he was a good right back. Yeah, he was a good right back. To be fair, he played a bit of midfield as well, though. I, in terms of pigging, pinning down that right back spot, I can't think of many better. I'm going to be making a really strong player that we. And given it is the switch of play, eleven. I'm just going to say that I'm 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 making the decision on that one. Okay. You're, going, you're going right in there, right back there. Right, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> so two centre backs then. Who I'll say these are the way. right. I've 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 written some down that just so I've got Mickey Nelson, Chris Westwood, 
See, I I really, really love playing with Gary Strudder. Right. Um, ben Clark. Yeah. Who else have I got? Who else am I thinking? Go on, you add something to that. It's well, I suppose a lot of these are going to be are going to be the era that you're mentioning because they were when we had the successful times. If I'm thinking about centre-backs that I've enjoyed watching since then, you know, like Gary Little, probably he's back at the club now, but when he was playing yeah. centre-back, I, I think probably more in midfield, to be fair, Gary. Yeah. To be fair with Lids, he's, he's played that well in so many positions. He'll probably never find himself in one of these teams. <laughs> in one of these teams. But yeah. if, you, if you did a player that had played well in loads of positions, him and probably Humps would be two that go in there, wouldn't they? I think I think you've probably named the ones that I would put in, like the ones that I would suggest, you know, the, the likes of a David Murphy who did it just in a short blast on loan, helped us yeah. that season. And but in terms of like a mainstay at the in the centre of defence, Graham Lee. Um, yeah, I'd spike down as well. Um, I'd, I think I think one of them's got to be Nels. Yeah, I would agree. Just because where he went after that and the length of his career that he had and and sort of what he did after Hartlepool as well. And I think for Hartlepool, he was, he was so strong in there and he was such a consistent performer week in, week out. Even though it annoys us to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, for me, I would... I would uh, and I'm upsetting one of my best friends and I really hope he doesn't watch it, but... I would have to leave Clarkie out and probably go Nelson Westy. Yeah, I would agree. I think Ben Clark pushes them really close, though. Ben was brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah, if we played three at the back, then I would get left out as a wing back and maybe we could keep Ben happy. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sweating. I'm sweating already. I don't like it. Westwood's in. Left back, left back. Who, who we had at left back? I mean, obviously, Holmes played there a bit, but are we playing him further forward? Yeah, I've I've not put Humps in the left back. I think for me, there's only one person. And I saw his goal actually on Twitter today, Shuggy. That I think Hugh Robertson for. And one of the things I loved about Shuggy more than anything else, he didn't ever look like he was going to be good. Do you know what I mean? He looked heavy, he looked slow, but no one really got past him. And what a threat with that left foot! Free kicks, goals. I remember once, one gear in. It was near the end of the game and he just set off. And I think he might already scored at home in that game and he ended up chipping the keeper and we'll, we'll win yeah, about three or four that. nil. And I was like, what is he doing? Why is he doing that? And then he's gone and done a little lob with the keeper. And uh, So unless you've got someone that's a, a, a major player that's going to be better than Shuggy, then... No. No, I'm, I'm struggling to put up a fight there, mate. I think uh, Hugh gets the nod at left back. We, I think just for, I think just for his his goals and his assists, yeah, he was like you know what I mean? Hero, wasn't he as well? He was, yeah. He yeah. was definitely. Are we just going for a four-four-two to make it easy? Is that what we're going? Yeah, with? we will do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we got a right midfielder. I'm going to throw yeah Tommy Butler straight off the bat. Yeah. I'm just going uh, to write that. Tommy Butler. Uh, who else can we have? Daryl Clark. Daryl Clark. It depends where you, again Humps comes into the equation because Humps, when I first started watching Hartlepool, he was playing a lot of his football on the right in midfield and cutting inside and causing absolute yeah. havoc. 
I tell you who I really love playing with, and again you'll have to. I can't remember his name. Little uh, Shuka was it? Someone Chris Shuka, yeah. Little Scouser. Chris Shuka, that's a great I mean, shout. He only came on loan, I think, but he was he was great. He was rapid. He could go past people. He could shoot. He could cross. Um, what I'm not sure. Who? James Coppinger. Yeah, I think Cops. I mean, Cops has gone on to have an unbelievable career, but I don't think I'd put Cops ahead right, okay. of Tommy Butler at that point in his career. Oh, do you know what I mean? I think no, he came no. and he was, he, you could tell he was good football and he could he'd do the tricks and go past people. But um, I'm just trying to think who else we could put out there. Nathan Thomas would probably more of a left winger, to be fair. I'll battle, him. I'll battle for him later on at left wing. <laughs> right, well, out of the ones we mentioned, and, and again, uh, it upsets a couple, but I would probably stick with Tommy Butler. I think, I, I think I is is. I mean, I used to absolutely hear training if he played on the left hand side because he could just go past you, he, uh, and you would try everything to try and stop him, and he would make you look foolish time and time and time again. And he had a he had a real strong quality in his delivery as well. I played a charity match with him at, at Spennymoor not long ago, and I mean. He's put a little bit of timber on, shall we say, but his quality on the ball, he set up a goal on the day and it was just like, it was like rewinding 15, 20 years and seeing him. It was absolutely so. I think Tommy Butler would uh, be a good shout out there on the right wing. He didn't do much defending, like. No, he wasn't that type of player, was he? Looking at that list, not many of them did. That's why I'm so bloody tired now. (laughs) Central midfield, now I think that we have an over-reliance on the 2004-05 squad at the minute. But right, go on. I think that you're going to probably nominate someone from an earlier period in the centre midfield, am I right? Yeah, I would... I would uh, on my list, I've got Tommy Miller. I've got Tinks. Yeah. I, I've got Tommy Wid. Well, this is hard. And, and, and I know there's going to... Strack might get a shout in there. And then you'll have some to add to that, no doubt. Well, I thought you were going to say... Um, the oh, Janova. Janova. Yeah. I, the only thing that goes against Janova is that he was only here for a short period of time. And I think if you're looking at an 11, um, I don't know, maybe there neither have been at least a season. I don't know. I mean, as a player, he was, he was fantastic. But I don't know. What about, I know Willie, a lot of, what about Willie Boland? Oh, God, I. We might have to change formation, play six <laughs> across. <laughs> oh, I love playing with Willie as well. Like, oh, that didn't sound right, did it? <laughs> God, God. <laughs> Absolute switch of play exclusive, this. <laughs> um, I love playing football with Willie Boland. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what with Willie I, it was just even in a five aside he was absolutely brilliant like and a lot of the time Willie didn't train great and he but he was unbelievable in a five aside player and yeah Willie's a great absolute tremendous show we've got a few, um, tell you what we haven't named another one Swains yeah Swains oh god Raging, he came in last there with all of them names. I know. I was keeping him to last because I thought he was a shoe in. Yeah, that's right. So that's right. <laughs> <so it's... laughs> 
I'm trying to I'll tell you what. I tell you what. I tell you what as well, though. You you, you think of people, and um, you think impact wise. I know Mickey Brown when when I was that season, I come and he he, he came and had a massive impact on the club and and scored a few goals. Went on to have a brilliant career. And I'm sure there's one or two other loan players that have been over the years that have done really well for us as well, you know, but I'm not sure we can stick yeah. no knees in. No, I'd rather, you'd rather have your own players, wouldn't you, yeah. Tommy, no. see if, I do, if Tommy Wids, because I know Tommy Wids will listen to this as well. Oh, yes, yes, not on that, yeah. Yeah, no, but I'm just writing down here, there's, there's really... I think... Oh, it's really hard, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I keep thinking, well, Sweens and Tinks have got to be the ones, but then you look and you see Willie Borland's name and Tommy Wids as well. And then I didn't really see Tommy Miller in his in his in his his peak when he was well, not his peak, but when he was blasting all the goals in. Yeah, I think, and I hate to say because I do, I love watching Tommy. Well, I did love watching him play. Um, he was young then, you know what I mean. He was he was young, so we'll 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 take the easy option and we'll say Tommy, because because you were young, you're out. But I'm really sorry, Tommy, because you should probably be in there. So that leaves us with Willie Sweens, Tommy Wids, and Tinks. Mm. <sighs> I'm gonna. Pro I know it's got a sort of it is just going 2004-5, but I'm struggling to look past Tinks and Sweens. I tell you, we've not even mentioned it was it was slightly different formation. So he might not have fit in this. Was uh, Paul Stevenson? I tell you what, as well, if you're going to mention other ones, Paul Stevenson's a great shout. But just I'm trying to think of different eras, and the one we've got right now at the club, Nicky Featherstone, who's given great service to the football club. You might not have seen him, but he's a very good footballer as well, by the way, and he's played yeah. a lot of games now. Are we? Is there any one of them Tink struck ball and swings? Are any of them definites for you? I would like. I think. I'll, why don't I choose one? You choose one. One then. I would put Tinks in. And so now, if you leave, if you leave Swings out, you can get the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Sweeney gets the nod. Oh, you're better. <laughs> nice one, Swings. Um, right, left midfield. Now, this is going to be contentious, I think, because we're going to have to try and get humps in somewhere. I imagine, right? <laughs> but Nathan Thomas was unplayable on his day for Hartlepool. I don't know if you saw much of him, did you? I, I, have, I know who he is and I've seen clips of him and, and stuff like that. I've just written down Paul Smith on my... Paul book. Smith as well? Like, loads, how many assists was he in the season and that? It was ridiculous. And he, he had one of those left foots that when he crossed it, he knew exactly where it was going to land. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When I crossed it now and again, it was Morrison's or, <laughs> you know, behind the goal. But when he crossed it, you knew exactly where it was going to go. Um, you didn't cross it like that when you were teaching Ryan Giggs, though, did you, mate? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> that's because I used my left foot, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, I think... I, I don't see how we can look past Humps, I think. I the, amount of, the amount of games he played and, and the impact he had, the goals he scored, the assists and 
and the, the, just the general footballer he was, you know, I think we've, we would be missing a trick if we didn't put Humps in there. It is turned into a bit of a, a one-era squad, like. But I suppose, I suppose it is. It's it's natural, isn't it? Because they played a lot of games. These players, the majority of them, played a lot of games in the most successful time in the club's history. I guess so. It stands to reason that they'd be be revered more. Um, strikers, though, this could split the eras, I guess. Um, well, why don't you why don't you give us a couple from recent times or like when I since I've left the club? The now, haven't you? <laughs> uh, um, who's the last striker? Who I mean, what about Billy Painter? Billy Painter, yeah, Billy Painter's a great shout. Billy was Billy was different. Yeah, he was he was very good. Billy, to be fair. Knew where the net was, scored from inside, scored from outside, scored some great goals. Have you seen that goal he scored at York? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Brilliant. The best thing about that was that Brian was commentating us that day at Bootham Crescent. And Billy hit the ball, and I swear you can hear it on the commentary. As soon as he hit it, it wasn't more than a yard away from his foot, and Brian went, it's in that. <laughs> <laughs> you can just tell, can't you? You can just tell. Um, other ones that were really good at the... I tell you what, Simo, and I've just had a flashback to right midfield that we haven't, we didn't even discuss Effian. Oh, Effian. Or does Effian come on as a forward? Or does he come in as a forward? Yeah, because I mean, I know he played a lot of the football on the right, but he was most comfortable up front, wasn't he? Who have we got right. as strikers? Then we, you know, they're like. Well, I've got down. I've got Effian. Yeah. I've got Flash. Yeah. Joel. Yeah. Boydy. Yeah. And I know he wasn't here very long, but Gabbers. Mm. And Marcus Richardson. Funny you should mention Gabbers actually you make a... Oh, is that, oh, that's, oh yeah, is that him? If you, anyone's seen this before, I'll, uh, I'll just bring it in now, yeah. That's uh, Gabbers there. And um, if you just want to see that attractive young lad in the front there, that, that was me when I was eight or something, seven or eight. I hope you've had permission of all them other kids to show the faces online. <laughs> I always say to people, I was at the front because I was the best footballer. All right, perfect. But I, I think when you look at the photo, it probably tells you the story that I was just the littlest. And it was just I thought easy. you were saying you, because you had a Sunderland strip on. It was because I was the smallest, wasn't it? Let's be. But Gabbard signed that for me. It was one of my prizes. I know, and I know how much he was your hero growing oh. up. So. When and and I, he'll no, he won't get into this eleven, but how excited were you when he came to the club? Oh, unbelievable! Honestly, I, I was in Holland, right? Um, it was obviously in the summer, and I was in Holland, and Paul Mullen rang me and said, "You'll never guess who we've signed." And I was like, "No!" And I was with my mate, who was also a Sunderland, like a Sunderland fan, and he he said, uh, "Shut up! You've signed Marco." And I was like, "Yeah." Honestly, if someone had said that I'd get an old Marco, and then I did the interview with him that. He announced his retirement when he announced his retirement. Right, okay. First interview, and then he, it was bizarre because Ken struck a deal with him as part of his retirement package. He had to do some commentaries for the website. That was part really? of the deal. So he came to like a few away. I think he came to Grimsby and the Sheffield Wednesday and stuff. So I got to commentate with him as well. And um, if someone had said to an eight year old me that I would get to interview Marco Gabbiadini and do things like that, oh. Yeah, just talking to Gabbers, I remember playing against him and I hated playing against him because oh, he was yeah. strong, he was good in the air. 
he could finish, you know what I mean? He made intelligent runs. And, and when he signed for him, I was a bit like, well, I wonder what he's going to be like. But he came in the dressing room at the time and he, he was... His training wasn't great, Gab, as he never trained. But if there was any shooting drills, he'd score nine out of ten. He was he still ate well, he sport well. And, and I loved just sitting... I used to sit next to him and just try and pick his brains about life as well, you know what I mean? He was a, he's an educated guy, lovely, lovely man. And like you, I mean, not that he was my hero growing up, but it was just just privilege to get the norm, you know, and get. And I still speak to him every now and again now, and just he's a good guy, you know, a real, real nice fella. It was just it was just the way he played, and it, people ask me now who was your favourite Sunderland player. And he's by rights it should be Kevin Phillips because he scored like a million goals and won the European Golden Boot and did ridiculous stuff. Yeah, but Gabbers when I was seven, eight, nine, ten, growing up, he just that explosive. Where he played, where he got away from the defender, and he was like, yeah. "Get out of the way! That's my ball!" That, and then burst. It was brilliant. I love watching yeah. him. Brilliant, um, brilliant player. So, but he's not going to get in the Hartlepool eleven. No, I've, I've also and Marcus Richardson was wasn't a serious. Not going to get in. No, I, I've just remembered why we're talking about it. Matteo Lanzoni doesn't get in at centre back, does he? No, he, 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 no, no. I tell you a good story about Marcus. Actually, go on. He got on the bus. It was his first away trip. I've got two stories about him. And I, he's a great guy, Mark. He loves a laugh, loves to carry on. And uh, he got on the bus. He had this proper swagger about him. So we're all sitting at the back of the bus playing cards. We used to play three-card bragging. We didn't play for a lot of money, you know what I mean? If you lost 20 quid in the whole trip, that might be it. So he come to the back of the bus. He was like, cards, lads? We were like, oh, God, he knows what he's doing. He's a player, this lad. <laughs> so he sat down and it was hard to get on the actual card table. If you were in... If you were like, didn't play regularly, be on the side. So he sat down. I'm not kidding you, about half an hour, you're 150 quid. Oh right? God. And he got up, he went, cheers, lads. And he walked in front of the bus. And we were looking at him thinking, what is he doing? So like, we were all quite happy because we took his money. And then later on in the night, we were talking to him. He was like, what was that game we were playing at the back of the bus? I was like, what do you mean? He went, well, I just thought I'd come over because the card school's always where the characters are. So he thought I'd come over and if I got to know the characters, then I'd be all right. He said, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, Marcus, we guessed that when you lost all your money. But then another time we've gone away, we've gone away for three or four days and um, he forgot his tracksuit. So it was every meal he had to go for tracksuit and for a game he had to go for tracksuit. So I was like, Marcus, you know you're going to get fined for that? He was like, yeah, yeah, Mickey, it's only 20 quid. He said, I'm absolutely fine with it. It's not a problem. But what he didn't, he thought it was 20 quid, for the, but he got fined 20 quid for fine. each meal. So that, again, that cost about 300 quid. <laughs> Great lad, though. <laughs> Especially if you want to give him a cards. Who was the one you couldn't get? You know, the one who you always tried to get uh, fined? But always... Effian. Effian was impossible to find. He, he never forgot. his Your flip-flops were normally the one that you forgot. So it'll be a couple of quid if you've got your flip-flops. Effian, I think, probably went nearly two years without ever being late, ever just forgetting anything. Do you know what I mean? There was lads that got fined every single day for one thing or the other. But uh, Effian, I know Holmes used to try his best to get him fined. Because we had a rule with the fine money. All the fine money went to Magaluf. Right. So you had to go to Magaluf to get your money. So Effin was like, oh, I'm never going to go to Magaluf, so why should I pay for you to enjoy yourselves with Magaluf? So we were like, well, fair enough. So we used to try and catch the lads out, you know, like we'd try and hide flip-flops. And, and honestly, he couldn't get them. But then one year, 
Holmes was like, I'm coming to Maggie's lads, but I'm flying somewhere. So we were like, all right. So Holmes came for one night. He flew to Magaluf. He got absolutely swilled with drink, this, that, and the other. And then, and he only came to get his money. Because if he hadn't turned up in Magaluf, he wouldn't have got That's his it, money. <laughs> so it was like 300, 400 quid he was due. And then he got his money, had a night out, and flew off to New York or somewhere else with his missus. But yeah, Effian was, Effian was a, a tricky I book. I'll tell you what was good. When, when, when Ronnie Mill was manager, we went to an away game somewhere. And on the way down, we'd train. And someone had left a water bottle on the side of training. And that was one. Yeah, yeah water bottles are always an easy one as so well. So a water bottle. And the staff had found it as well. It wasn't even one of the players. It was the staff who found the water bottle, right? So there was an inquest launched. And nobody would own up. Nobody owned up. So Ronnie, when he got the, when he got the hotel... He basically held a meeting with the players and said, look, I'm telling you, I, don't, I can't remember the figures, but it was like, either you all pay the staff into the staff kitty a fiver each, or you, you tell us who it is, and it's 50 quid, they're paying 50 quid. So they all like, then he left them to it, and he came away having a beer in the bar, and he was going, I've left them discussing it there, like to see what they're going to do, I can't wait. Someone's so getting daggers there. So we went back in, and no one has obviously owned up, right? So, well... Ronnie went back in the room and um, Brad Walker's gone. Uh, was it Brad Walker? Yeah, I think it was Brad Walker. Because he was still quite... Was it Brad Walker? Was, yeah, he was still quite young. I think it was Brad. Yeah. And um, he went, it was, it was me, Gaffer. And Ronnie like walked over and went, was it? <laughs> <laughs> and he just went, no, Gaffer. <laughs> so he just walked out again and went, keep thinking. And nobody owned up. And, and all the lads were coming out and going, I'm not paying a fiver, Gaffer. Marlon Harewood, Jack Cotton, I'm not paying a fiver. Well, you'll get fined more than if you don't pay a fiver. And then one by one, yeah. the lads got, went, went up their rooms and came down and gave the staff a fiver because no one owned up just putting the water bottle down. I remember years ago, this uh, Chris Turner's team meeting. So Chris used to go in, say we're in a hotel. I think it was Lincoln, actually. So we'd eat our meal and we'd all be sitting around in the hotel waiting and Chris and Colin used to go in and write the team on the whiteboard at the front and then just pull the first sheet down so no one could see it. So we used to sometimes sneak in if they'd gone somewhere and lift it up, oh, I can see the team, see if I'm playing or not. <laughs> and I'm, I remember Ian Clark was, did it once and he lifted the first sheet up, but Chris had obviously found out what we were doing and he just wrote in big letters, anyone reading this is find a tenner. <laughs> he, hadn't wrote, he hadn't wrote the team up, he'd just written that to catch someone out and Clark he'd done for it. <laughs> um, well, that, well, that's been decent crap, but it hasn't sorted out our strike force. Um, Flash, is he is he getting a nod ahead of Joel or Boydie? Does he does he make it into your eleven straight off Flash, or is, is Joel and Effian or Boydie? Um. <sighs> I'm sticking Joel in first and foremost. Joel, I think, I think Joel, and then it's an argument around the others. Um, I think Flash had his moments. I think Flash is a character; everyone knows what he's like. Um, I actually played my first ever, was it, no, my second game for Middlesbrough against Sheffield, and Flash played. Did he? And um, we played at Hillsborough, and we had a really, really young team. I think the average age of our team was below 20 or 21. We had a lad, Andy Peake, who was older than everyone else, and everyone else was young. And I remember Flash tattled us, come over and 
shin pad come out, I'm lying on the floor, and he come over, he walked over, he went, that's why they call me Flash Sam, and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, who's this guy, you know what I mean? So, I don't know whether I'm putting Flash in, you know. No? I don't know. What do you think? I think when... <sighs> I think it's hard because he, he made such an impact at the time, didn't he? But when you, well, then you, you look at Effie and you look at Boydie, you look at Effie and you think the games he played, the goals he scored, the important goals he scored. Yeah, he scored some proper important goals. But play. then you've got Boydie who's obviously had that season, season and a half that, that was just unplayable as well. I, I would say Boydie, to be fair. You know, he scored 28 goals, I think, this season in, in Cardiff and he, he got us... The goals to get the playoffs the previous year as well. Are we going, Boydie? Yeah, go on. And I think um, can can we do a subs bench? Five five on the bench, Anna. Yeah. Just just to try and keep me from getting any grief. <laughs> so are we are we going for the ones that almost made it? Yeah, the sub goalie. I'm sub going to out in for Trev Carson. To be fair. Okay. Yeah. So Carson and goal on the bench. Uh, defenders wise, I'd put ben, 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 Clark. ben Clark's getting a nod on the bench. Yeah, um, midfield, either Willie or Tommy Miller. I'd probably go. Can we? Can we have both of them? No, we can't. Can we? No, um, one striker though. I would say Willie. Yeah, Willie Boland gets on the bench. And then, are you putting the two strikers on, Williams and Effian and Flash? Yeah. It's a pretty strong bench, yeah. I think that's got options, hasn't it? Willie can come on and shore it up when we're 1-0 up with 10 minutes to go. Do you know what? Someone, someone, and it's probably going to be Philly Dunn or someone else like that's going to, Come up us, one, yeah. He's going to come up with like 40 players and why isn't he in, why isn't he in and, and then you're going to be like, oh God, yeah, why didn't I put him in? But Who would you choose to manage the team, Mick? Oh, great question. Um, I would, it would be a tough call, to be honest. I think it would be really tough between Coops in his first sort of era uh, Danny Wilson and Yogi, I think. Um, I think if I had to choose, I'd probably just go say, but then you've got Chris as well. Chris was a big influence mm -hmm. on me. Chris Turner had a massive influence on us. Um, I think I'd probably go for, for Danny, Danny Wilson, um, just from how he was with the, all the players, like the whole squad and his sort of demeanour and and his experience and just, he was never flapped, you know what I mean? He never looked like, he never knew what he was doing. And, and I think that came across in training and, and in the games. He was, and he was a good guy. He was friendly. He was someone you could speak to. And, and he was probably everything you needed in a manager for me at that time. So, yeah, I'd probably say Danny. Yeah, I would agree with that. He was a, he was a gentleman. And I, I think I've probably said it on previous podcasts when we've talked about Danny, but he was the only manager. The only manager I can think of anyway when it when I've been told by players who were out of the side that they liked them. Yeah. Because you know, usually, you know, your players are out of your side, you're all twisting and bitching about something, aren't they? But yeah, yeah. Never got that really with Danny that I you know, there was players actively told me, no, I'd run through a brick wall for him. Um 
Jamie McCunney was one of them, actually. He was out of the team under Danny, and he said to me, no, nah, I love him. I would run through a brick wall for him. Couldn't get yeah. the team. I think, that's, that, I think that was experience with Danny. I think he'd, he, he, he told me he wasn't always like that. He, I think he mellowed a little bit, and he yeah. understood how to manage people the, the older he got. And I think, uh, I think that was his strongest point, Mark. I think he could manage the whole group and not just the 11 that were playing. Um, and I think that's hard to do in any sort of business or any sort of where you've got a lot of people that you have to try and keep happy. Right, well, I think we've um, talked to keeping people happy. I'm not sure we've managed to do that with our 11 mic, but we've come up no, with it anyway. If there are anyone that we've definitely missed out, then tweet us or when it's on Facebook, please we'll let us know it. and we'll, we'll try and apologise or, or discuss. It has got a strong 2004-05 flavour, but I, I think people will forgive us for that because obviously that was among the best times, wasn't it? Yeah, OK. I think others we've discussed as well and we'll put other names out there, haven't we? 